Okay. Can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or Use the promo code SOBERGIRLS at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E dot com slash SOBERGIRLS for $10 off. Okay, can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or Use the promo code SOBERGIRLS at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E dot com slash SOBERGIRLS for $10 off. Hello, welcome to Two Sober Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm here with Aaron and our new friend, Russell Lewis. So we have a podcast guest. I'm so excited. So Russell is a owner and operator of Watermark since its conception in 2008. He moved from NYC to Asbury Park full-time in 2006, and he had a focus to reestablish the town as a premier entertainment destination, which he has done so beautifully. Watermark is largely considered uh, the first establishment to usher in fresh cocktail to Jersey Shore, winning multiple awards for mixology as well as Reader's Choice Awards for Best Cocktail for many publications over the past 14 years. Since in Asbury Park, active member of the community, sitting on various boards, including 18 years of the zoning board, the Shade Tree Commission, and a founding member of the business committee involved in raising funds, awareness for many local nonprofits, including the Asbury Park Music Foundation, which supports music education for the kids of Asbury Park. 
you are in it. And I just want to set the stage for our listeners. Aaron and I have been talking about the last few weeks or even few months. We wanted to be a part of or create or just even go to events that we can socialize in, get dressed up, put our makeup and heels and all of the things and go out and, and just have a good time because us being sober for, you know, Aaron for three years, me for almost a year, it's been hard to go to places and truly like let loose. And, and that part of me, I know for myself is missing as a former party girl. And it's, it was a big part of my life and it gave me so much joy and fun and like, just, it just felt really good. And I haven't had that in a really long time. So Aaron and I were like, what can we do? Maybe we can create something where it's just like, it's just like women and men like us that love to go out and have good food and have good cocktails and have good conversations, perhaps weaving in some wellness into it, because that's a big part of us. And then my best friend, Patricia forwarded me your event that's coming up in on January 18th and it's a alcohol free social and when I read it I was like wow it it just it basically had all the things your venue is beautiful it's it's a beautiful waterfront gorgeous space and first of all I want to welcome you to the podcast and um, I'm so excited for this (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited as well it's very nice to be with you yes so Tell us a little bit about, you know, we spoke last week about many different things and I feel like it was like a class. You are so knowledgeable when it comes to so many things and this, this new movement that we are all a part of. Tell us a little bit about you. And also I know we talk about COVID and how that shifted people's relationships to alcohol. Like, how do you see, like, where are we at right now? And how do you see this? this climate here? Um, well, it's very interesting. I think that, um, as you mentioned, I have, I, I have been in the bar business uh, <laughs> uh, for, I'm in my 15th year of, of business at Watermark on the Jersey Shore. So I've been slinging drinks for a long time. Um, <laughs> and I'm right across the street from the Stone Pony and I'm right on the beach. And Watermark's a rather big place. Um, I can see over 3,500 customers on a summer Saturday from open until close. So um, needless to say, I, you know, I, I definitely have been in the industry serving drinks and um, providing a social environment for people for quite some time. Um, certainly COVID happened and it really hit not only you know every business but it certainly hit the bar business and certainly the nightclub business so let me explain a little bit so watermark is a very unique environment it is not your average or your typical bar um it is um i consider watermark a a mixology cocktail lounge which means we put a lot of time and effort into making fresh cocktails, which consists of making all of my own mixes and squeezing my juice um, fresh mostly every day. I make my own syrups and I make my own tonics. And I really, my passion 15 years ago was to bring a better drinking experience and a better drinking culture to the Jersey Shore. When I moved to Asbury Park in 2004, 
from New York City, I will be, I, I could find amazing food. The restaurants up and down the Jersey Shore were just brilliant. I could not find a good cocktail. Mm. I could not find a good cocktail. Everything was, you know, a, a, a mix and it was put in a plastic cup and I was, you know, spending 10 or $12 on this. And I was like, this, th- this is, there's a, there's a hole in the market. So but part of the reason why I decided to put my effort into opening up uh, a, a cocktail lounge because the cocktail movement had already been years underway in New York and all the sort of metropolitan um, areas. And I just knew I had an instinct that whoever was going to be first at bringing fresh cocktails to the Jersey Shore was just going to kill it. And luckily, my instinct was right on that level. Um, 12 years have passed and then we get up to COVID and COVID, it was really tough on my industry, especially those of us who operate nightclubs because I jokingly say that my business is about my customers kind of slobbering all over each other. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not a proper sit down restaurant where I have a host that's seating people at a table on their kind of isolated watermark. And most bars and nightclubs, you want to get all your people mixed in together. It's a social environment. It's a, you know, a sexy environment. And, you know, my customers are all over each other the music's up loud they're screaming at my bartenders i'm sure there's you know little droplets going all over the place so over covid it was one of the most um highly infectious types of businesses to operate so i just shut the business down um and i think covid now looking back i think covid brought a a lot of us personally and those of us in business, it brought us a lot of gifts. And one of the gifts that I saw was people were changing their relationship to alcohol. I had two very close friends that decided kind of just before COVID to give up alcohol altogether. And I was watching their journey and seeing how it was changing their lives. And I was very inspired by that. And I just very supportive. How, how was it changing their lives? What, what are some things that you saw? Um, well, one of my dear friends who's a musician, she had lived in Asbury Park for many years, decided to move to Nashville to really dig into her career. And in that move and in that change, she decided to give up alcohol because it was she felt it was holding her back creatively. And since she's moved to Nashville, I've seen her career just blossom. So that's one way creatively. Mm-hmm. I have another dear friend, single gay dad, two kids, and he was drinking a lot of white wine at night, which I guess there's, you guys will probably know, but you know, this sort of mommy drinking wine at yes. night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wine culture, mom wine culture. Yeah. Me. Wine, yeah so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to deal with the stress of you know, being a single parent. And he, he decided being a single gay dad of two kids that um, alcohol was not going to be serving him in his life. And he just, he wanted to be more present for his kids. And I've seen that 
in his life with his family and with his children. He, he became more present with his children and it's been really beautiful. Um, it's been tough for him, mm-hmm. uh, but I've seen him uh, really show up in his life for his kids in a way that at least he felt he was not before. Um, my next door neighbor, one of my closest friends, um, for the first year of COVID, she was like many of us sort of, you know, hitting the bottle at home. And she decided one year into COVID that she was going to give it up for dry January. And this was uh, two years ago. She just, uh, just uh, celebrated two years of sobriety. So she, yeah, she just decided that she was going to give it up for January. And then February came and she was like, I'm feeling really good. (laughs) That's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, maybe I can do it another month. And then another month came. So I joke with her that she was, you know, on a month to month basis with her sobriety. You know, there was no long term contract. She was just on a month to month basis. And she is now two years sober and she doesn't think she's going to go back. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting for me to see how people change their minds and change their lives. And I've always been an advocate of that. I think if you can change your mind, you can absolutely change your life. And some people are doing it for career purposes. Some people are doing it so they can be more present with their family. And other people are like my dear next door neighbor just wanted to see what her life would be like without alcohol. And and she's continued to like it. And it's just interesting to see how people are investing in Um, in their lives on that level. Um, I have heard many stories. Obviously, people love talking to their bartender, and I'm, you know, a glorified bartender. And when once we came back online after COVID, um, I, it was kind of like a, a, a homecoming and a reunion seeing my customer base come back in, people that I uh, hadn't seen for a long time. And even over the past year and a half or so since we've been recovered from COVID, if I can even say that, I've been seeing people come back in and just to say hi and reconnect. And I've been hearing people's stories about their relationship with alcohol over COVID. And all I can say is that it kicked a lot of people's ass. COVID kicked a lot of people's ass on a lot of levels and it brought a lot of shit to the surface. And I've heard stories from many of my customers and many of my friends that they changed their relationship to alcohol over COVID because they felt it was necessary. And during this time, I've also been reading some some trade uh, online publications about a the no alcohol movement that's been happening in London. And there's a couple of clubs in London that have done these no alcohol nights and they're wildly popular. And a little light bulb went off and I, oh, wow, that's a really cool idea. Um, I also am hearing from millennials, younger millennials, that alcohol is starting to lose its um, uh, it's sort of, it's becoming demystified with the sort of, you know, the 18 to 24 year olds right now, alcohol is not really as in as it. Thank God. And I see that. I do too. Yeah. yeah, Thank God. Because I was 14 and like getting blacked out drunk. 
Oh my God. Like I can't imagine, but yeah, thank God I don't see that as much anymore. Yeah. Which I think kind of makes sense. I think that there's, um, I, I, you know, I, I think we also have to put on the table that the legalization of marijuana and gummies and all of this and the younger generation, I, you know, I'm hearing that alcohol is just losing its appeal um, appeal and its allure, especially in social situations. So after reading, uh, and this was probably a year ago that I was reading about these, the, this one particular very popular club in London that was choosing to do completely alcohol-free nights and the place was packed. And I thought, that's a really interesting, cool idea, especially for someone like me that, you know, I consider Watermark a social club first and an event venue first, as well as a bar. So I have the freedom to think about my business a little bit more broadly and a little bit more creatively than just a straightforward bar, let's say. So I do I do have investment in serving my community, obviously, um, as you um, so nicely spoke about my bio in the beginning. I am, I am, I am a, I'm a community minded human being and I care about my community. I invest in my community and I'm seeing a growing number of people in this non-drinking community. And I just knew that there were quite a few people out there for whatever reason, recovery on down to, I just don't want to drink anymore. You know, it doesn't matter what your reason is. Um, I just knew that there was a, a large market of people out there who don't drink and choose not to come to a bar because there are people drinking. Um, and I'm also in the yoga community. I know, I, I think Aaron, you said you were a yoga. I am Michaela. Yeah. I was a yoga you're, teacher for okay, 12 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing yoga for a long time and I'm, I'm very involved in the yoga community uh, in and around the area. And through all my, I call them my little yoga, my yoga bunny girlfriends, all, you know, the girls, <laughs> I love it. my yoga bunnies, many of them don't drink. And many of them, uh, I hear, um, complaining that even if they are um, people who enjoy a drink or so, that there's no good place to go on a first date with someone where alcohol is not involved. And just all these, you know, ingredients that um, I was seeing and hearing, I just kept thinking, I want to do an alcohol-free night. I want, and I just, my instinct started to grow and my interest started to grow. And I've always offered non-alcoholic drinks on Watermark's menu since day one. I've always had a non-alcoholic offering, maybe two or three at the back of the menu, you know, just as a courtesy. I've always invested in it and I've always thought it was important. Um, but I've been, of course, seeing through COVID all these new products that are coming out and the zero proof, um, spirit replacements. And one of my favorite new breweries just happens to be a non-alcoholic or, you know, a no alcohol beer brewery called athletic brewery, um, out of California. I'm an IPA drinker myself. So I like those big 
bold sort of high alcohol content beers. I'm not a light beer drinker. And I, I've been saying jokingly over the years, you know, when, when, when someone figures out how to do a non-alcoholic IPA, you know, I will, nice. I, I will stand up and clap and someone's finally done an athletic brewery out of San Diego, California. Uh, they've only been in business about four years and they're the first brewery in the United States that is focusing exclusively on non-alcoholic beers they don't do anything else so it's their it's it's their forefront it's not their oh we're going to do a non-alcoholic beer just to reach that market it's what they're focusing on and they do beautiful product and all of the canned products that we were seeing coming out during covid all you know the in my industry um was just changing and i saw people changing and i saw covid you know, one of the blessings of COVID, I saw it push this topic and this issue um, forward. And I was really proud that my industry was creating options for people who don't drink, but still want to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky enough at my business, since I do a lot of private events, I host about 50 weddings a year and I host a lot of engagement parties and, and celebrations. So I, I'm in the celebration business and I, I just kept thinking there's so many people out there that don't drink that need something, need a, need a place to go on a date, need a place that's safe where there aren't other people drinking. Um, and I just thought it was time to celebrate people who don't drink. So my original thought was to do something last September and I was working with my team and I have to do a shout out to my team at Watermark because uh, without them, I am nothing. I am the owner of the business and uh, I'm, I'm the lead tastemaker, but I have a, I have an amazing team of people that are uh, working and have been working tirelessly on this uh, no alcohol event for me. And they've been doing a lot of research and development. Um, so through last summer, um, I was wanting to do an event, um, a no alcohol event uh, on, a, on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night in the summer. And I was, I was focusing on a September event, but like many restaurants and, and hospitality based businesses in the area, I wasn't fully staffed last summer and I just didn't have the luxury of um, doing everything that I wanted. So I put it on the back burner and when January came around and my staff is more condensed now. My business is not uh, as overwhelming and dry January came around, which I am a big proponent of. I just said, okay, this is, this is the moment. This is the time I let's do it. And I presented it not only to my management team and my, my bar management team, but to my entire staff, I wanted to make sure that all of my bartenders and my, sir, I just, I, I needed to make sure that everyone was, everyone was on board. And let me tell you every single employee that I have, and I have about 40 in the off season and 80 uh, in the high season, every single one of my staff members has gotten behind this and is really excited about it. And it's given them something new and fresh to work on. And it's brought morale up. And everyone thinks that this is a really, really good idea. So I just decided to pick a day, 
call my graphic artist and say, hey, throw this together. I'm going to pick a random Wednesday in January. You know, I don't know how many people are going to show up or what the reaction's going to be. Well, in 24 hours, it had exploded in my face. <laughs> it, had been, it had been shared you know, dozens, if not hundreds of times on social media. And I, it, it now uh, sits at my highest liked post on wow. Instagram and it's, not, and it's not even a week old, but the most wow. important thing um, that I can say is the, you know, meeting, meeting people like you has been incredible. I've met mm -hmm. you in the last week because of this. Right. I've been getting so many direct messages from people I do not know, thanking me yeah. and telling me how important this is to them. I had one young lady say to me that she feels seen by this wow. event. And um, for me, the type of person I am, um, it, 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 you know, these are the reasons why I decided to open up a, a business that served my community, because that's really what I want to do is serve my community. And I had an instinct that there was an underserved community. And so far that instinct seems to be correct. Highly underserved. <laughs> Highly. <laughs> There's nothing like that. In fact, the day that we spoke on the phone, I I sent Aaron there about like there's a lot of places in New York like this. There was a list of like top 10 non-alcoholic sort of bars, you know? And I was like, let's pick one. Let's go to it in January. And then four hours later, I get a message about you. And I was like, obviously this is closer. Aaron's <laughs> down the shore. I love being down the shore. Like we are doing this. And first of all, I just want to thank your team for putting together all of this and, and doing the work, because I think this is going to be the springboard to many businesses doing this. And I, like I said, I don't see anyone in New Jersey doing this. I see, I see New York and as you said, London. Mm -hmm. um, so you are at the forefront of this beautiful movement. Yeah. You know, it's, it's literally happening now. And I bet you, you come on next year on the podcast, there's going to be a lot of, you know, changes happening, events everywhere. And we can always go back to this and be like, there's nothing out there like this. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I hope that I can. I hope so too. Yeah. I hope that I can inspire other, other businesses. Well. Um, I, I, I think that anyone in the bar business um, or the hospitality business, I should say, um, probably needs to be thinking in this direction. I think in 10 years time, we're going to see a very different community of people uh, out in the marketplace uh, and consuming drinks and mm -hmm. cocktails differently. I think CBD is going to come into the marketplace very strongly, alternative, mm -hmm. um, lower and no alcohol drinks. And I I just think as these, these millennials, listen to me, uh, these millennials, <laughs> up, um, as younger people are coming in uh, to the marketplace and getting into the dating market and getting married and wanting to throw showers and weddings and all these, I just, I just mm. think that in 10 years time, we're going to see um, this movement really take hold and you know, as someone who owns a liquor license, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I'm totally behind this. I think, I think it's time for our society to have other options. Yeah. 
And, you know, like I said, I've had, I've had non-alcoholic drinks on my menu since I opened in 2008. What I think is different about this event that I'm throwing on January 18th is that I'm not just offering now an array of what I think is going to be really beautiful non-alcoholic drinks. I made the progressive choice to not serve any alcohol that night. Huge. So I'm restricting alcohol. It's not just that I'm offering non-alcoholic drinks. I'm choosing to restrict alcohol. So that barrier is not crossed. That you know, so it's not, you know, it's not a, you know, a mixer on that level. It mm -hmm. is truly an event just for people who want to take their life off of alcohol, mm -hmm. the month of January off of alcohol, or, you know, quite honestly, the, you know, the young girl who enjoys a glass of wine with dinner, but wants to take a night off of alcohol in a bar right. and not have to deal with a bunch of, you know, drunk guys, you know, there's, that seems like something that a lot of people are interested in as well, you know, just take a night off. Uh, well, and also for someone in recovery to not even have to worry about it. And, and again, I'm like over here, just, I could cry with gratitude. So thank you. This is, this is so thrilling for us. Um, but I know for many of my friends in recovery, they will feel more comfortable going to a place that it's alcohol is not even an option. This is an alcohol free party that like everyone around you is going to be clear minded and, you know, and kind of in the desiring the same thing, which is so rare. Something you said struck me. So I lived in the city before settling back here, the Jersey Shore. And when I got sober, I could not find an alcohol free cocktail. Um, I, my whole world was that mommy culture of really drinking all the time, went out to lunch and drank weekends, went out to great meals, but always had a drink in hand. And for me, when I got sober, I really missed that. And it was really, really quite difficult because I would go, I remember I never even wanted to go to some of my favorite places. So I'm like, oh my God, now I'm embarrassed they're going to want to serve me this and there's not an alternative. And I feel like, I didn't know. To, and I didn't want to like explain to them, Oh, could you make it this way? There was nothing. Mm -hmm. And I still now painstakingly. So thank you. I'm so excited. We'll go to a place and say this kind of glass. I want just a little bit of this. And like, and I'm like that annoying person <laughs> is ordering this drink, but then it's funny enough, everyone else ends up wanting it. But, you know, I'm like creating this all the time. So just to be able to have this space to be like, oh, I'm going to have this or that and not have to create it. Know that it's going to be delicious. Know that's going to be clean. Another thing I love too, is that you have clean ingredients. I don't want to put shit in my body. I'm sorry. Like I didn't put down the drink to then fill myself up with sugar and other things that are going to make me sick. Like it doesn't make any sense. So like all of this, I'm like, oh, we're so aligned. And the other thing that is thrilling for both Michaela and I, we have children. I want them to have places to go that are yeah. all about freaking alcohol, that it's cool. It's fun. It's sophisticated mm -hmm. that you go and you order your favorite drink and you have great conversation or you dance and, and you're out and you're having great food. Why does it always have to be alcohol related and centric? Like this is so exciting for. Well, I think nobody's ever thought about it no. until COVID. Like nobody, yeah. you know, this is why I love meditation and mindfulness, because when you sit with yourself, 
without judgment and you observe like what the hell you're thinking, what you're doing in your life. Most of the times you stop doing those things because you're like, oh my gosh, this is why this is this way. So when people actually had to slow down and stay at home and it deepened their feelings and stuff like that, because, you know, you could only not feel for so long, it will come up. Some people who never drank started to drink and people who drank a lot actually stopped drinking. So it was like, like these polar, this polar situation that happened. But when you sit with yourself and when what, this is what we did, we realized like, holy shit, like I'm trying to get healthier. I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying to eat healthy. And then I'm still putting in this, like basically poison down my neck, like, and, and why am I feeling sluggish, bloated, you know, unmotivated and all of the things. And so, yeah, it's just, thank God that there was a, it was an awakening and we've heard this, the, this awakening term happen, you know, over the last many years, right. That, okay, there's this big, big awakening. And now we're finally seeing it, that people are waking up to not doing things the way they were taught to believe that is okay or, or how to handle your feelings. Like there's, there's better ways of living basically. And uh, we still have a long way to go. We do. We have a long way to go. We certainly, you know, the culture on the Jersey shore has a long way to go as well. Um, Yeah. You know, the Jersey shore has a reputation um, for a reason because Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, there's, it's, it's party time, party time, party time. It's the beat. It's sun and sand. It's, you know, I deal with a lot of single people on Saturday night. Um, You know, everyone's dressed up and looking to mingle and looking to get out there. You know, there's, you know, you guys at least have a a, a tad bit of a buffer because you do have children that are going to ground you at home on a certain. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just keep, keep thinking about all the, you know, the young single girls out there who still desire and want to get out and socialize and mingle and and meet people um and what alcohol plays into their young lives and the conditioning of that um and i mean just the conditioning of as we you know just having a a glass in your hand when you're out in a social situation, sometimes it's just uncomfortable to stand there with, you know, it's just gives your hands something to do. It's just yeah. part. Of the I always say I hold, 100%. I, I'm constantly holding something and it's for like, it's my own emotional support. Beverage at all times. Yeah. <laughs> we, but, and I love it, but you're right. And to be part of interesting enough, though, the culture, um, you know, people are desperate to connect. I saw this during COVID. So it's interesting. So for my lens, my viewpoint during COVID, I was in the rooms of tons of Zoom AA meetings where it was just, you could not believe the numbers on an AA meeting for Zoom. Like it was hundreds of people. Like it, you know, it's crazy. So we are all witnessing this shift, this change. People are so desperate to connect. This is really why we go out to these places. We love people. We want to connect with other people. We want to um, have fun and have a shared experience. And so what this actually offers is an opportunity to truly connect because you don't connect when you're in an altered state. You can't, it's impossible. You're not actually there at, at a certain point, like you have left the building. So this is also going to give this new generation and for you know anyone who's in this space with us, an opportunity to deeply connect and have fun. 
And I remember one of the first times I went out with, I have a group of, you know, sober women who kind of took me under their wing. And I never really thought I was going to have fun again. Like I remember saying, I will never have fun again. (laughs) It's over. I don't, I was like, I can't even like, I'll just wear a baseball cap. I can't enter a restaurant because, well, I mean, they, they know, like I was that person who I would get to the restaurant and they'd have my drink ready. Like I just, that was a big part of who I was. I went out with these girls, my cheeks hurt from laughing, like crying, laughing, the best conversation, inappropriate conversation, sober. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God. It's amazing. I'm like, we can do this. And then I remember I speak with my kids all the time. We're saying like, we want everybody to be able to get to that level and to have that fun and to know that, that no, it's not only possible. It's like, it is your birthright. And, and here's a great space to go have that. Um, right. That's what's missing. And so this is why it's like, it's so much bigger than just here's an alcohol-free cocktail. Like here, like you are going to actually have this experience that you're really longing for but that you know the drink was keeping you from absolutely um and i'm i I, i'm really thrilled and happy that i kind of stumbled onto this idea and um stumbled into this community of people that i knew were out there um and i am i'd be very surprised if i i'm using this uh the January 18th event is sort of a pilot program. Um, we're going to be trying out a lot of new drinks that night. We're going to be wanting to get reactions from people. You know, I want to say I am not an expert in this part of the industry. Neither are my staff. There's no experts in the industry right now. This is all so new for all of us. So I need the community that's going to show up that night to give us some feedback. And we're going to be learning as we go along. But I'd be very surprised if I am not going to be rolling this event out at least on a monthly basis. And could you imagine if I, if I have, if I have the reaction from a, on a consistent level, I might even be able to roll this out on a weekly basis. Could you imagine? God. Oh my God. (laughs) I I could, I could imagine. (laughs) I could. I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think there's, I think there's enough people out there. So if I can, if I can hit my mark the way I want to and bring um, an adult, sexy, fun environment. um, And I'm, I'm more than happy to, to continue to roll this out and to serve my community and to serve everyone. Um, I think it's, I think it's my my role and it's my responsibility of owning one of the premier social clubs, you know, along the Jersey Shore. I, 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 and I think as a businessman, I'd be foolish not to, right. to be honest with you. And Russ, you said Russell, you said that you, you will have me a Russ. DJ. Russ, Russell, yeah. Um, <laughs> you said that there's going to be a DJ. It's going to yes. be like that experience, right? That we're used yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I had actually, I had three DJs. Um, two of whom I did not know, one that is uh, one that I work with on a regular basis, I, I reaching out to me saying, can I please DJ this event? That's the what? type of, yes, yes, no, that, that's the, yeah, I had two sober I DJs. I had two sober DJs reach out to me and say, this is brilliant. <gasps> so I, I know. So there are many, many, many of you out there. I'm just going to be the, you know, helping to facilitate. Bring, bring them together. Yeah. That's it. 
Well, it's funny uh, enough about your sober DJ, one of my sober <laughs> friends sent me a picture of the the invite for the 18th, and I was like, whoa. I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, my friend's DJing, and I'm like, my God. I'm like, we were just on the phone with Russell today. I'm like, this <laughs> is crazy. I'm like, how everyone is connected, and everyone is so excited. Yeah. We're just going to amplify this. I feel like when you, especially when you bring people together that are like-minded, it's Mm -hmm. just going to evolve and expand and move in the right direction. It really is. I really see this moving Mm. that way. I hope so. I hope so. I think there's a lot for me and my team to learn. And if we know we're going to be throwing these events on a regular basis, we're going to have to remain innovative and cutting edge and trying new things. And that's the only way we in the industry are going to continue to be better at this. And it's going, if, if bars start to adopt a lot of these products, because I think a lot of these products were, are really designed for consumer use. So at home use, they're not, they have not been marketed to the bars. They haven't, there, there are no distributors because they don't fall under liquor law um, rules mm. where you have to, I have to legally buy my alcohol from a distributor. That distributor has to buy it from the maker because it's all taxed. Alcohol is taxed six times by the state before it gets into my customer's hands. So the state of New Jersey, not surprisingly, like most states, they make their money off of firearms gambling, alcohol, cigarettes. I mean, that's how most states, New Jersey, most definitely, that's how they make their money. So that's why I am legally bound to buy all of my alcohol from a distributor. Distributors are not carrying these products yet. Mm. So I think one of the things that I hope to get involved with on the political side of things is try hopefully moving the needle a little bit on the industry level where these distributors will start to carry these items because right now just between us i have to buy all these items retail there is no wholesale and they're expensive these things are not cheap yeah they are not cheap you're absolutely correct so it's events like this and movements like this that hopefully will push the makers of these products into a distribution you know business model where i can then have access to these products on a wholesale level so um they can compete on an economic level with all the regular alcohol but we're not we're not quite there yet Mm, we need to get there yeah, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm having to go to the liquor store and to retail outlets to purchase a lot of this product. Um, so I am, I am, I am buying it retail right now. So I'm in, I am definitely investing in, in this uh, event and in this movement, but you know, that's, that's because it's, it's an emerging market. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you know, I, pr- I'm going I'm not going to pass those costs on to my customers for this event. Um, I still have, I have no idea if this event is going to be profitable for me. Um, it's not going to, I'm not going to lose any money, but I don't actually think this event on the 18th is going to be a, a profit 
I don't think it's going to be a, a profit center for me. I just want to get my costs covered. Well, also when people aren't drinking, drinking, right? Like drinking alcohol, it's not like they're taking five rounds of shots either. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're actually enjoying the flavors of the, of the zero proof or non-alcoholic drink. And it's like, you're savoring it. So it's, yeah, I can see that happening that. Yeah. So again, you know, I'm learning, my team is learning, my industry is learning, um, the culture of people that are going to be showing up. Many of them may have not been in a bar for, I mean, this is an, yeah. another one of the things that I have gotten in, in the direct messages to me. Mm -hmm. Some people say, you know, I haven't been inside a bar in three years. Mm -hmm. Thank you for wow. allowing, thank you for allowing me to come back. That's into huge. It's huge. Huge. Yeah. People are feeling, you know, I can, I am not sober. I, I consume alcohol, but I, I can uh, understand the isolation that comes with it for, I'm sure everyone on certain levels, but uh, for some people, it's probably very, very isolating. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's, I love that. I love that I'm able to provide that experience for people. And I know that I will get great value out of this in return. And I also think there'll be people who show up, there'll be different groups. So there'll be those people who are in AA, there'll be those people who have been sober just electively like myself. There'll be people who drink a lot and they'll see this and be like, wow, I, I never considered my relationship with alcohol. Like, let me, let me give this a try. That can be a gateway to them to mm. learn this whole new way of living and lifestyle and connecting with people on such a different level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I have, I have a lot of customers and friends who do drink that are going to join us on the 18th and they're bringing a friend who doesn't drink. So they're yeah. there as support. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? You can take a night off of drinking. It's a Wednesday night. Even right. if you, yeah. <laughs> what, so what's fun. the big, what's the big fucking deal? So <laughs> Well, and in the perfect world, really what we want is for everyone to be able to, if you're going out with people who drink or don't drink or wherever you land, to have a space and a place that accommodates everyone. Like that's really what we all want. That's what I want. You know, in, you know, as a sober woman, like I want to, my people who want that drink, have it. Like, I just want to have what I want as well. And, you know, cause I, I think we do need those options for everybody, depending upon whatever your relationship to alcohol might be. So absolutely. And key. yeah. And um, you know, as someone who does drink, you know, I, uh, I'm always thinking about my relationship with alcohol. Uh, of course I own a bar. It is at my fingertips. Okay. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping that events of this nature will um, just show everyone what their possible addictions to socializing is. You know, maybe it's not even just the alcohol, but what is your addiction to socializing? Do you have to have that drink in your hand? Do you mm -hmm. have, you know, can you socialize in a different way? And you'll um, be surprised that you can and you, you'll have more fun and you'll, you know, one of my favorite things is I'll go out sometimes and I drive home without any anxiety thinking like, oh my gosh, if, if I'm going to get pulled over or something, you know, not that I drank a lot and, and drove, but, you know, even having one drink, you're like, oh my God, like you're just, you're on edge, you know, and to go, you know, get into the car from an event that there was no alcohol, you just feel good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming yeah. like, you and just feel really like 
strong, like mindfully strong. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, I, like I said before, I do, a, I host a lot of special events and private events at Watermark, weddings being one of the major ones. And as I'm talking with potential customers and looking at potential dates so much about of course coming to a place like watermark is oh i have to pick a night where my, my all my guests can recover the next day so there's this built in re, you know yeah hangover recovery period just to have the social event and as i was putting this night together i was of course thinking in that way because that's how i'm conditioned i'm conditioned you know oh i'm going to throw a party you have to think about the following day that's erased with this group which yes. was like oh i don't you could have, have it on a monday <laughs> i could have yes yeah. <laughs> every night there's yeah. yeah you don't have to you don't have to plan for the cleanup it's not messy. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole, a whole different way for me thinking, oh, what night can I, you know, are people going to come out on a Wednesday? Or, you know, do I have to pick this night? You know, that whole culture around drinking is you have to, you have to build in the recovery part. And that was refreshing for me to be like, oh, no, wait a minute. I, I can do this on a Wednesday. People can get up and go to work on a Thursday. It's not an issue. So, you know, I'm learning as well as I, uh, as I'm putting this event together. And that is quite addictive. That lifestyle <laughs> is quite addictive. Cause now, I mean, we've, you feel like I'm invincible. I can do yeah. anything. I feel great. And that's like what we want people to get addicted to. So that's such great insight on your part. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. You don't have to build, you know, you don't have to have the cleaning crew come in in the morning and put wow. yourself back together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Showing, yeah. showing people a different way. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, Russell, thank you so much. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your team. I'm so excited for this event. Aaron and I will be there okay. and I just can't wait to see how this is going to all unfold. I can't wait to taste your drinks you know, with, with your fresh juices and things. You know, I did want to touch on something that your team sent over and how they beautifully described and defined um, zero proof versus non-alcoholic. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why you guys don't use the term mocktail? <laughs> <laughs> well, mocktail has been that... Um, you know, loving, cute little term, uh, you know, to describe uh, a cocktail that doesn't have alcohol in it. You know, you're mocking something or it's, it's not real. It's, it's not, not real. real. Yeah. Yes. You, you know, it's, you're trying to give the experience, but it's not, I keep saying that, you know, it's like Thanksgiving dinner at the kid's table. Um, I think what's happening right now is with the uh, emergence of all of these zero proof spirits which are designed to be substituted into a drink let's say like the negroni the negroni is a, a very famous drink has three ingredients um gin and campari and vermouth all three proofs so it's like a you know it's a high proof drink like a manhattan or a, a martini unlike a margarita that has um, juice and uh, a cordial in it and then also, also tequila but these high proof drinks um, there's a lot of product that's just in the last three four years these zero proof products that are designed to mimic a spirit um, and 
when you're recreating a cocktail like a Negroni and you're using zero proof uh, ingredients, um, the term that seems to be coming up now is, is a zero proof cocktail. And that is basically implying that you're trying to recreate um, the heat and the burn and that sensation of drinking a high proof cocktail. Um, Non-alcoholic co uh, cocktails differenti differentiate themselves by using fresh ingredients such as teas and tonics and shrubs and coconut waters. They're not trying to mimic mm. the mouthfeel and the heat and the burn of a cocktail. They're just more floral and fragrant and complex drinks but are not necessarily trying to mimic a cocktail. Right. So we're seeing in the industry as all of these new products are coming forth that the, not surprisingly, there's different um, descriptive terms for mm -hmm. each of these sort of uh, departments with, within the sort of no alcohol category. I love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think, again, we're just going to continue to see this part of the industry grow um, and become um, more important. And uh, I think people are going to uh, respond to it. And as we continue to try to bring up the the nutrients, the, the, the high nutrient level of a drink. Well, I even saw in one of your drinks, you guys are looking to put like sea moss in, right? Which yes. thickens it also adds that nutritional value. That's yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, cocktails do have a certain, um, viscosity to them and they have a body to them and they have weight to them and heat. Um, and I think that there are a lot of, um, innovative mixologists out there like uh, the the two on my team that are uh, researching and developing how to bring natural products into your drink that give it body. It's like scientists. They're doing it. Is. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. And certain things react with uh, certain products well and certain things don't. And so, yeah, it's all, um, it's trial and error on a lot of levels. But yeah, it's exciting. And, and to be honest with you, my team and I, we, we, we needed something like this. Um, I think, I think the mixology, uh, industry has been, a, has been a little stale lately. You know, we, you know, it's so not we, as exciting. Well, we've kind yeah. of done it and we, yeah. you know, it, it was, it's been innovative for the past, you know, couple of decades, but certainly over COVID, there wasn't really anything that, uh, for me and my team that, got us excited and I can see my team excited now. It's like, oh, here's a challenge. This is new. This is fresh. Now we can really explore and, and sink our teeth into trying to create and recreate the experience that people get from a margarita mm -hmm. in a drink that doesn't have any, it doesn't have any proof in it. Um, so um it's been a delightful challenge for us and we, we look forward to continuing it. Oh, we're so excited to sample everything. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the other thing you can do that. Now you can sample everything totally. yeah. when you were drinking. You're like, Oh no, I, I, I started with tequila. I'm going to drink bourbon and then gin yeah. and all that stuff. So you stay in your lane. You can stay now in your lane. Exactly. And Aaron, I mean, I can see us going 
in the summer, going oh, down the shore, right. hanging out, having amazing mocktails. The, the and it is amazing. I mean, it's the most incredible, beautiful spot you have. I mean, inside and out. So, so we'll, tell our tell our listeners who are in New Jersey where you are, where they could find you on social media, all the things. So the name of my business is Watermark, and we are at 800 Ocean Avenue in Asbury Park. We're in the First Avenue Pavilion, right across the street from the Stone Pony. Um, we are on social media, uh, Instagram, which is uh, our main social media outlet, which is watermark underscore Asbury underscore park. Um, I don't do a lot on Facebook these days. It's mainly Instagram for the most part. Um, and our website's watermarkap as an asburypark.com. Beautiful. And so they can come to you. You already have a non-alcoholic and zero proof menu, right? Yes. yes. And the one that we're developing for the event uh, on the 18th of January is actually going to replace the, the menu Ooh. that we have right now. So this we're going to, yeah, because if we're going to be investing in all this new product and all of these new ingredients and these new shrubs and and syrups and mixes and stuff, it makes no sense for us to do all of this and not incorporate it into our everyday menu. So once we launch this event and this menu, we're going to be incorporating it. So anytime you want to come, you can come to Watermark on a Saturday night if you if you choose, mm -hmm. um, and you'll be able to get any and all of the drinks that we offer uh, on our alcohol-free social nights. Huge. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Russell. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I, I am so it. excited to see where this is going to go. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And you can listen to us next time. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. I'm Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.